Well, welcome back once again to this week's podcast. I'm Tommy Rawlings. We're here in Studio 68 with Pastor Whitman Tolan from the Church on 68. And once again this week, we're just going to dive into yesterday's message and ask the pastor some questions and uh, get some clarification maybe on some of the points that he's asked. So, Pastor, how are you today? Doing great, Tommy. Great to see you as always. Good, good, good. Hey, uh, yesterday was actually a pretty easy message for me to, to pick up on. Um, a lot of questions. I know you started off with uh, one of my favorite stories in the beginning about Jesus clearing the temple um, because that always reinforces, you know, my opinion that I'm allowed to beat people who I don't agree <laughs> with. Uh, Especially in church. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, that, that story kind of shows uh, that uh, Jesus was emotional. Yeah. I, um, and, uh, you know, when he came into the temple and saw what was going on and, and didn't like it, um, you know, he, he reacted emotionally. Yeah. Um, when is it okay for us to react emotionally much? And I know, I know some people will, I was just joking, but some right. people will use that as an excuse for maybe losing their temper. Yeah. Um, you know, when is it okay to, to react emotionally to what's going on? Well, I think if you look at that story, the reality is is that <clears throat> the emotions flared uh, out of a revelation of what God's house had been turned into when right. man, you know, it, it turned everything uh, into what it was not intended to be. You're, you go in, you buy your sacrifice, it doesn't really cost you anything, and it becomes this exchange of finances, and, and it became really like a business. And so I think out of his... It wasn't just because every other place you see him, he's incredibly patient. He's incredibly, right. um, you know, uh, leaning towards the, the ills of humanity without yeah. judgment, just really trying to help. But I think when it came to, it seems that when it came to uh, man uh, changing the purpose of God's house, that, it, you know, it really, I think, out of that sense of passion, it's like this is so far away from what God has intended. You've, you've reduced it, you know just to, to a business. And, and so again, I think we have to be careful of taking scripture, any scripture to defend our yeah, yeah. you know position or personality or whatever. But I, it seems to me that it was just really deeply rooted out of a, of a revelation of, of the perversion of what God has intended and what man turned it into. That's good. And the other thing that I have to remind myself is that Jesus was Jesus and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I, regardless of my opinion of what church should be like. There you go. He knew. Very good. <laughs> it wasn't an opinion. Really good. Uh, it was a fact. Yep. One of the things you've been telling us for, man, a, a long time uh, is prepare. Yep. Um, you know, prepare for war during peacetime. Yep. Uh, during the storm, that's not the time to start boarding up your windows is when the wind is blowing and it's raining already. You Very should have good. already prepared for that. Um, then you also went into some things. Uh, you said there were some things that only storms uncover. Yep. Um, and I think this might be a, a topic that we've, we've talked about a little bit before. Um, some of the things that are being uncovered, uh, you talked of, about maybe a lack of faith, mm. um, which was good. Again, for me, I do the same thing. I tend to take things into my own hands and... Uh, and maybe, you know, like Abraham, God, you're not working fast enough or not working the way I think you should. Yep. Uh, so let me help you out a little bit. How's that working for you, as yeah, Dr. Yeah, Phil would say? Make sure you do it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what are some of the things that, that are being uncovered 
during this time of storm, maybe that, that you've recognized, not necessarily in yourself, but, yeah. but maybe in in our culture and yeah. society? Well, I think, let's go back just a minute ago. The first thing that you'd said that I think the, the importance of uh, preparing in peacetime for war, boarding up before the storm comes. Right. You, you know, I think uh, a lot of times because we have so uh, drifted into an intellectual approach to Christianity and an accumulation of information and knowledge, even about the Bible, which is good, but I think we've become so heady that we sometimes fail to discern when there are prophetic words that are coming good. that God in his goodness, he's, he, is, he, is, he is speaking, right. but if, if in our uh, approach to listening to messages, it is just the accumulation of information and not actually the discernment of a word that's coming, I think a lot of times that leads to a breakdown of not preparing. It's a messages then get evaluated or graded or, or I can take it or leave it, especially if, if you're saying, hey, prepare for a storm, there's, there's trouble that's brewing, prepare for pressure, you know, going back to even the beginning of the COVID shutdown for us. I mean, there was that last message on March 8th about there's coming a time of pressure. Mm -hmm. And, and then Monday, we, we began this whole, the show, you know, shutdown. So, you know, I think it, it's important to, uh, to really have our ears open to, to words that are coming, not just from specific people, but, but God chooses the simple things to confound the wise. I think we just need to do a better job of listening for the voice of the Lord and, and all the voices and picking up on that. And then the next thing, too, as far as things that are being uncovered, you know, uncovered, I think the reality is, is that God in his goodness, um, he, he is continuing to form Christ in us. He is continuing to uh, the process of sanctification, becoming more and more Christ-like. Okay. I think straight away we get born again and our spirit is made right with God. We're in right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, his shed blood, death, burial, and resurrection, and acknowledging that, confessing our sin. But in the process of growing in Christ and renewing our mind according to the word, and then also um, as we do that, that uh, when storms come, sometimes I was, I was thinking about there's some things that can be buried in our heart, buried in our psyche, could be a way of thinking, could be a way of doing things, could be yeah. habits, could just be generational things that have been handed to us while we're Tolans, we all fill in the blank mm -hmm. or whatever. That I think in that process, the redemptive process of God is that is, you know sometimes um, the 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 storms come. He knows what's going on on the inside of us, and He knows in order to get there. And again, He's God; He gets to choose how to get, how to how to yeah. do that. Uh, but I know some of my greatest times of um, discovery were in times of pretty intense pain, pretty intense pressure, pretty intense disappointment, right. where it actually uncovered. You know, you don't know if you have unbelief in your heart until your belief is challenged. Good, right. And uh, so I think if we can, you know, and even in the preparation in peacetime, it's not just to avoid something. I think we need to respond to prophetic, you know, leadings and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But ultimately, I trust in the goodness of God that he will continue to form Christ in us. And, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it does just takes pressure you know, to, to, to realize and uncover stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, most of the time it's stuff that uh, maybe you might have known was there, but not stuff that you would normally uncover On your uh, own. You know, voluntarily yep. either. That's, uh, that's, that's good. Um, let's jump into the meat of what you talked about yesterday, the fivefold ministry. Yep. Uh, differing 
gifts uh, operating together. Um, is that in the church overall, or is that in the local church? Uh, how, does, how does that operate? Well, I think ultimately, just zooming way out, <clears throat> the understanding God's, God's plan for equipping the church is, are the fivefold ministry gifts and anointings? And the one translation says, you know, these are the gifts that he's given to the church, which to me is the church, the body of Christ at large. Okay. Um, so I do think that, um, uh, that what God is desiring to do is that there will become, whether all five are operating in every single local congregation, I'm not sure. How, however, you can't get away from the fact of this is what God says is his, his first plan right. for equipping saints for the work of the ministry. So um, for us here at 68, I, I just I have a sense that, that God is wanting to, um, to have those five beginning to function. And, and it's beyond, um, hey, let's just share the pulpit and we have this rotating yeah. preaching shift of schedule or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think the, 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 it's the anointings that are getting imparted. However that looks like, I want to be very careful to not say, okay, well, if that is what God is doing, then it's going to look like this. Like you said a minute ago, right. then we start framing up like we think that should look like. Uh, I think ultimately when we follow the leading of the Lord and whether it's asking someone to minister or even just getting their prophetic or pastoral or teaching or evangelistic input, you know, I'm not quite sure how it's going to actually manifest, but I really do, you know, you can't escape that, that if you only have a pastor functioning you're lacking in teaching and evangelism and the prophetic and the apostolic. If you only have any one of those five or a couple of the five, it's almost like having, you know, not all of the, the, the cylinders working in a car. You're just not running it at full mm -hmm. capacity. Um, I don't think that's something that we can manufacture. These okay. are the gifts that God has given to the church. We can't, we, uh, which again opens up a whole discussion. A lot of times I know I've been in some circles, Tommy, where they begin to use the fivefold, the apostolic, prophetic, and, and that as temperaments, more like personality traits. Okay. So, oh, well, you, right. you're really apostolic in that. It's like, you know, well, oh, and what they're saying yeah. is that you like order and organization and all that stuff. Or, oh, you're, you're man, that's just really prophetic, meaning like you, you don't have any real boundaries. You, you know, <laughs> you just kind of go around as the wind blows and no, no real feet on the ground. So we have to, we have to grow beyond the idea that these are temperaments. They're actually giftings, they're anointings, the individual gifts that God gives to the church. I'm not the gift of the church, but the anointing and the grace on my life, that's the gift. I'm just a person that's been graced with the gift that he dispenses. And so I think there's, there's still, it seems <clears throat> in some circles that there's still a lot of humanity involved with spiritual truth and yeah, then a lot of yeah. us trying to work it out. But I think if we just pay attention and we just begin to embrace what God is doing, he really is, I believe, bringing this to the, to, to the surface. A little smarter than we are usually. Uh, most, most days. Yeah. <laughs> you talked a little bit about it, but uh, can you talk about some of the, the challenges to uh, uh, multiple gifts, I think, operating within a local body? Yeah. Well, I think, you, I think every one of us that has been given a gift, not even just an office gift, but Jesus said, you know, in Corinthians, that the, the gifts that the, the, he's dispersed throughout the body as he wills. And so I think, okay. you know, that... One of the things that I've discovered is that you and I see through the lenses of our gift. Right. Okay. So, yes. for example, if you've got a heart for lost people, like, like it's like you, the, your gift is your driving, 
engine, passion, yeah. and, and all of that, and you just absolutely do not understand why nobody else cannot see what you see. Yeah. So I think we have to realize, one, the gift and deposit that God has placed in our life is only a measure. It is not the fullness of the expression of God in the earth. And I think we have to have enough wherewithal. You know, the Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So we have to learn to discern, respect, honor the treasure that is resident within other, uh, within other members of the body of Christ. Doesn't mean it's better or worse, it's just different. And then as we can learn to walk together, there comes a fuller expression, not just a mirror of me, but a fuller expression of the gifts, you know, flowing through the, the, the body of Christ coming together in unity. But again, like we've said last two couple of weeks, unity is not uniformity. Right. Um, but I think it, so, so the challenge of, because we see things according to our gift, according to our call, uh, we have to be careful or at least aware. I don't think we need to be careful. We need to be aware that we see in part, we prophesy in part, that, that really God is bringing other things to the table. And I think we have to be mature enough to recognize I don't carry all of them. So therefore, Lord, help me to discern who you are bringing in that's carrying a facet of, if we could just say this, spiritual nutrition that needs to get fed mm -hmm. into. And I'm just okay. thinking about yeah. here at 68, that there's some spiritual nutrition, vitamins, if you will, that I don't carry that you know, I'm not a multivitamin, I'm, I'm this, but I believe there's a grace on your life that as time goes on, I'm, I know is gonna help, help our body to continue to grow, it'll help unlock gifts. So I think we have yeah. to be comfortable in our own skin that, that, um, that it's actually his thing, not our thing. And therefore we can embrace giftings and deposits that other carry that, that come in to the, to the local congregation. That's good, and um, I, I think it, it leads to um, a more rounded yeah. A more well balanced, I guess, ministry. Yes. Uh, local local church body. Um, you know, m most churches. Uh, I've been in and around the church literally my entire life. Mm. But the, uh, you know, most churches tend to, um, I guess, attract people who are pretty much like the senior pastor. Right. Uh, so if he is very evangelical, yep. the church tends to be an evangelical body. Of, Good. You know, e evangelizing yep. and likewise, you know, prophetic, apostolic. Yep. And, um, you know, there there are kind of two sides to that then. You, you pointed to one there and you talked about one uh, yesterday relating to someone who is in the role of a pastor mm. but who is actually more uh, gifted in the office of a prophet right. to expect him to be pastoral yes. when he's more prophetic gifted yep. is uh, I think leads to a lot of complications, maybe problems with people. You're not the pastor. You don't care about me right. when you know, prophetic uh, is really, this is what God's saying. I don't care if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty black and white. Yeah. You don't have to like it. This is what God's saying. And I'm just telling you what he's saying. Right. Um, and then the other challenge is we tend to project on other people too yes so why doesn't everybody want to go save the lost like i do yeah everybody should want to do this that's just basic christianity and so you 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 categorize people right um, um you know the word look down on them or, or disparage them because yeah. they don't see what actually you see. see what what you see too um i think what can end up happening one of two things will happen in uh, the scenario that you just shared, say, for example, if, if the senior leader is more prophetic and not pastoral, he will either 
try to be pastoral to appease okay. the cries of the sheep. Yep. Um, and I, th I think more often than not, people would tend to go towards people's preconceived ideas of pastor. And that's yes. one of the challenges yes. by just having that on the front part of your name, how you, what you name a thing is how you relate to a thing. Good. Now, I don't think we need to then get weird on titles because it's not about titles. Um, yet, if, if, if your grace is different than the pastoral grace, there will come a disconnect of one, even in the integrity of the, of the senior leader's heart. So, so for example, say he tries to be pastoral and he just can't, he just, he, he, it's not in him, right? right. Yes. So then yes. he will feel discouraged. He, he won't know what to do with, I, 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 I don't, I'm trying to be, I just don't do it. So he'll either leave ministry frustrated wow. or the other way around will get callous and be like, I'm just telling you how I see it and, and can blast sheep out of the, out wow. of the water. So I think it really is a, a, a challenge because we've not embraced all five. I think we have men who are trying to operate in gifts that are outside of their, really their grace good. with yeah. really good intention. Yeah. And again, I'm, I, I think people most of the time when you, your, your intentions are good. Um, I also know too that when there's the idea from the congregation that this is what I'm looking for in a pastor and we have this idea of, well, our job is to make sure that we you know, be all things for all people, okay. then yeah. that can become a disconnect where it's like, I just can't measure up to every hat, every, you know, wow. every, as many different people have an opinion, that's as many different hats that you need to put on. So I think that we then also need to just carry grace and acknowledge, oh, hey, listen, if there's an interaction, for example, between a prophetic person and the, uh, leader, and they're really needing a pastoral, just really having enough grace to say, hey, listen, I really do hear what you're saying. But let me just tell you, I think this person right over here will be so much better. Well, you're the pastor. I need to meet with the pastor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if we can learn to discern the provision that God has built around us, we can then graciously, we're not handing off uh, to avoid responsibility. We're actually saying, no, this person actually can do this way better than I can. And, uh, and I'm, I think we're very fortunate with some of the, the men and the women that God has brought here. That, that when people, you become aware of a need, it's like I think their grace and anointing would be better suited to, to meet that particular need. That's good. And I think a lot of it comes down to, to ego at times. Mm. Um, and I can relate this to, to myself as a mm. musician. Um, I was in an interview years and years ago, and one of the questions they asked me was, how have you been able to build such an incredible band? What do you, you know? What do you tell these people who... Um, you know, they have trouble finding one keyboard player or a piano player who will show up every week, and, and you know, and yet you've got this incredible full band. How have you done that? And, and the answer is, uh, start where you are. There are people wow. in the congregation who have some different giftings. Now, and and relating this to to the the spiritual gifts too. Uh, if I have a guitar player, um, or a, a violin player. Mm -hmm. uh, something in in my congregation does that mean they can't be part of the band uh, because that would mean that i am less of a musician wow. no they have a gift that i don't have very good let them use their gift uh, as part of the team very good to enhance what we do but i think a lot of times with spiritual gifts we're a little reluctant to point out somebody who may have a different spiritual gift because we tend to think it makes us look less spiritual, wow. maybe. Wow. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think 
building a building a band is kind of the same way, the same concept, yep. I think, as, as putting together a team uh, of fivefold ministry yep. or spiritual gifts, any even the, the, even beyond the five. Yep. Uh, but just your motivational gifts too Good. is looking for people who don't have gifts that you are gifted with, and it doesn't mean you're less spiritual or less gifted. Right. You can be incredibly gifted at the gift that you have been given, mm. but there mm. are equally incredibly gifted people who have different gifts. That's good. And I think, you know, that the, the, they're, the, they're, not, they're not challenges. They're actually opportunities, okay, and let's okay, call good. it. But, <clears throat> but I think uh, it goes back to for those that God would bring into any local congregation, it really is important that they didn't just get there because they were attracted to a like mind, but they were placed there by God. There's a placement, yeah. And if God has placed them there, then there is room for them at the table in some form, shape, or capacity to express their gifting in the context of the call. The challenge comes, one, if the call is not clear, okay. yes. then the ministry doesn't know how to take this violin player in the midst of a band that is a bit more southern rock and roll okay how does that fit we don't it doesn't mean that we are called to change to suit the violin player right the we are called to discern god if you've brought them here's the fun thing how does this get integrated in the sound that we sense are called to produce or whatever which yes. is again ultimately it's a it's a learning to respond to the holy spirit and how the wind is blowing and all of that so so i think um, some church people get mad, they cross their arms and, well, I'm gifted and I'm just not, um, they're just not using me and my gift. Well, the reality is, if you know that God has placed you here, whether or not your gift is being used at the moment, but if you've been here for five years and your arms are just crossed and you're mad because we're not embracing your gift, well, it could be that the leadership is picking up on, you're not really, you're actually really here waiting for us to adjust to your thinking. That's good, right, right. right. But the other side of that is, is that if there can come a subtleness to placement, and again, I, you know, think about you. You, you, you're not just coming to church here. You're not just working here. There was a sense of peace that, no, this is where God has brought you. Yeah. You weren't trying to get on staff. You're doing this. You're believing God for your finances and all that other stuff, just as a husband and a dad and, 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 and all of that. But I, I, so I think that it, it really lends to some honest conversation between, hey, listen, do you know that God has called you here? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, then there comes a peace that you, as a member of the congregation, find. And then you're not always like criticizing or critiquing. I think about baking, you know, stuff, and I'm not a cook, but, you know, uh, sometimes it takes a, you're making a meatloaf, it's a, it's a pound of hamburger meat and a dash of salt. Yeah. It's not a pound yeah. of salt and a dash of hamburger, <laughs> right? True. Yeah. Or, or equal parts, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes it's just a little bit of a flavor. So I really do believe not just in theory, but in reality, that it is important for people to discern where God has placed them, and that if they, if they have been placed here by God, that we need to then recognize, okay, uh, you know, God, okay, you have them here. W where do they fit in this mix? Where does their gift, whether it's hospitality or whatever, how do we begin to implement? And this is a thing that I think it takes partnership with the Holy Spirit and acknowledgement that, that you know, but it, but it can't really be business as usual. You come and sit and listen to my preach and go home right, and give right. an offering on your way out. That, I think how we've done things as the church really has limited the body from functioning as the Father has intended. Yeah, well, and I think what you've said um, quite a bit, too, uh, applies here. Ask. Mm. Um, 
don't assume that I understand what your gift is or I even uh, that I have an idea of placement. If you're feeling out of place, wow. uh, it's not enough to be on the right bus. There you it's go. being in the right seat or, or there you go. more accurately in this place is, uh, well, I think in most churches, they're, they're not pleasure cruises. They, they actually have a purpose and a, and a function. So Amen. it's not just being on the right boat, but it's being in the engine room if you're an engineer. Or, or you know, Good. stoke and coal if that's what your what your gift is. So Good. it's being in the right functioning spot too. Good. And uh, I think if if you're if you know you've been placed on this ship, and you think you know, at least what your giftings are, yeah. I think opening a dialogue Very with someone who can help get you placed doing that as well, rather than just get frustrated and leave or, or become negative. Uh, because they're not, you know. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you think sometimes, and this is just, uh, I'm just curious, do you think that sometimes here, because things by God's grace are so incredibly clear, and they're very clear for me, is that sometimes make it difficult? Because I really, I want personally, and I guess mm -hmm. this is now my therapy session instead of our <laughs> podcast blog, whatever, uh, you know, I, I want to be approachable, but I also know that sometimes with the clarity, it can seem inapproachable like well yes, he's, yeah. his mind is made up narrow -minded, so yeah. so again i think vision is narrow there's a restraint of focus but everything within that is within the with that particular vision or call or assignment if you will that's mm -hmm. been entrusted there's really great latitude there are boundaries but do you think that sometimes either personality or clarity of vision um may make it difficult for people to open the dialogue is that something that i don't know how to how to do that better right. it's like if man if you need to ask something just ask i mean if it's okay so yeah I, I don't think it's it's necessary because i think you are approachable i think i think leadership here is approachable uh to something like that um i, I can i can speak to you know, using myself as an example i know coming to 68 um teaching is not high on the list we don't do small groups we don't do classes we don't you know my gift my motivational gift anyway is is teaching mm. i'm a teacher i love to teach mm. now this is where it comes to placement i know i've been placed here good there is not an opportunity necessarily for me to really use my teaching gift uh, at this point at this thanks for adding that right because then because i'm thinking i'm listening i'm like ooh, this is exciting M maybe not now but I also don't think it's it's not ever. Right, right. So no, that, that's, I, that's yeah, good. That's, that's giving God the latitude to place you. Very good. Um, I mean, I, this is the, goes back to the message I was going to preach the week that we were. <laughs> yeah, COVID. <laughs> the week we got COVIDed, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Joseph had a vision of greatness. He knew what he was going to be. I mean, his, his, his brothers and his mom and dad even were bowing down to him. And, and you know, he was going to be a great man. And, uh, like, right after he had that those dreams, yep. he's thrown into prison. Wow. That doesn't mean that he wasn't going to be great. It just means right now he's in prison. Yep. And as it turns out, he actually had to go through all of that wow. in a specific order and in specific places and have, have specific relationships Come on. built and, and not built to become great. Wow. Um, I'm sure that he was sitting in prison thinking, God, what's going on? You, really you, good you gave me a dream. I was going to be great. And yep. my brothers and mom and dad are all they're all gonna you know bow down to me and, and here i'm in in prison uh, doesn't look you know, like the picture yeah <laughs> so I, I think it does come down to 
placement and understanding that what you don't see now. Now, if I'm feeling tremendously out of place, right. I think then a dialogue mm -hmm. with, with you or yep. somebody in leadership sure. saying, man, you know, I, man, I've really got to teach and maybe this is specifically what I'm supposed to do. Good. And let's see if that fits into the context of the call of the church. See, well. that's good. And that to me is having grown up conversations that are really are what, see, cause that, what you're describing there, that that's not um, vision altering. Right. I think to me that is vision fulfilling. It's like, or, or filling in, yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, and I'm just, I'm very grateful because I feel like partly, really my main job, Tommy, here is direction and boundaries. Yes. And everything in between, if, 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 it's not, if it's not messing with the direction and you're called here, let's, let's you know, let's, let's sort that part out. Yeah. Um, I also think that that's going to also lead to other giftings rising up that can help people get placed. I agree. So then, yes. so then if, if I'm the person, it goes back to the thing, oh, I need to meet with the pastor. Well, we need to meet with someone who can help us get placed that they're, watch this, their proper place is helping, people, helping pl get people get right. placed, right? <laughs> exactly. So if that were to be put on me, uh, you know, then it's like, then I feel discouraged, then I get frustrated because I'm not operating in a grace, and then they become brother or sister sandpaper, and, or maybe right. I become brother or sister, brother, brother sandpaper. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so again, I think if you think about a healthy body, every, each part doing its part. And, right, exactly. and I, really, I really do believe that as we can discover and really press into helping people understand, did God call you here? If God's called you here, just don't have any options. Just throw in the towel and, and allow the Lord to do what he wants. Because ultimately, he's going to end up getting credit for it and, and, and what the outworking of that will be. So, I, I, you know, we've heard about the 80-20 rule, 80% doing, yep. you know, 20% and 20% doing 80% of the work. And uh, I really think that God is waking up the bride of Christ so that local congregations, they are not like going to a class to hear a teaching and then go home. They become functioning within the context of that body, um, not consumers, but participators. Yes. And I, again, can this happen in our lifetime? I'd like to believe so. The fact that we're even talking That's like this right. is like, uh, I, I'm, it, it's quite exciting in my heart. Yeah, and, and we'll close with that 80-20 rule is a business principle, but that is not kingdom. Come on, brother. Kingdom is 100% participation, Boom. and uh, that's, I think, part of the problem with the church. Yep. <laughs> yep. Even uh, leadership in churches, they expect yep. the 80-20 rule in, in church, and that's really not the way the kingdom should be. Preach. That's um, good, Tom. So awesome. We're out of time, and... Uh, You'll uh, you'll receive my bill for therapy here shortly. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. I'm telling you. Somebody said I needed some counseling. <laughs> it's been great once again. Uh, again, great dialogue. Uh, and uh, you know, if you guys have questions or just even comments for uh, for Pastor Whitman, just uh, submit them to Sunday Mixdown at thechurchon68.com, and uh, we'll get your questions and and comments and perspective. Uh, we'll get that out to Pastor and, and discuss that. So. Pastor, thanks once again. You have a great week. Thanks, Tommy. See you soon. All right.